Providence, Rhode Island. This is your station, your music, the world famous WXIN. Providence, Rhode Island, USA. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with the host, Jay Kilmer. Let's talk about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports right here on 90.7 WXIN. we got a lot to talk about today. The wild card games coming to close today. The Red Sox are going to be finding out who they're going to be facing in the ALCS, in the ALDS, excuse me, in less than five, six, seven, eight hours, however long that game takes. The Celtics preseason starting off might might not have a thought or two on that bad boy. And, of course, Patriots having a big bounce-back win Sunday afternoon. How big of a win was it? How important was it for the team? We'll be discussing all of that. And we'll be previewing their game tomorrow against the Colts. I am excited. I get to get to this last. I get to get to it right before it happens. That's a big thing. And if you want to tune in, chime in on any of these topics, don't be free to call in at 401-456-9946 or at 401-456-8787. Or go on Facebook. Go to the official Stadium Experience Facebook page and check out the Mike Kane Memorial live stream. Where I can live stream, drop me a comment, tell, you, tell me what you think. Anyway, though, with all that out of the way, you're listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Helmsley on 90.7 WXIN. And we are going to dive right in here. And hello, everybody. This is not going to be a bite-sized episode this week. Don't you worry. I don't have to go run off and film something at... 4.45. After run off and film something at exactly 6, but for all of you, I'm willing to be late for that. So, take that. Take that to heart. Love it. And appreciate me. So, anyway, I, I, didn't, I didn't really write a rundown. I've been writing a lot of rundowns lately because school's been getting to me. So, you know, the, the show's suffering. But the, the pod is suffering a little bit. But Tonight, obviously, we find out who the Red Sox are going to be facing in the ALDS. The Yankees and the Athletics are going to be squaring off tonight in New York. And the question becomes, the question becomes, do you, who do you want to face? And who do you want to see the Red Sox face? Because the Yankees are going in with Severino tonight. Who is a race. Um, didn't do so well in the wild card game last year. Yeah, an ERA of uh, 83, which God knows how you do that. But, well, I know how you do that. You give up like 10 runs in about five minutes. But uh, nevertheless, they came back. That was an excellent game. I watched it in the offices here last year with Elove, who is God knows where. But I don't know who the, who the athletics are starting. I, I didn't look. I don't care. But obviously the Yankees are going full tilt, full tilt in this one. And really, it, it is a question of who you want to see, who you want to see the Red Sox face. And I know I've been in here. I know I was here most of the year, saying that, oh well, you know, the Red Sox, the Yankees are the better team in the division. The Yan- the Yankees are the second best team in the AL. And I said that for a long time. And then they swept, you. and then and then you swept them. Then you swept them, and I was like, ah, okay, Aaron Boone kind of sucks. They got some problems. They're missing Judge, they're missing Sanchez, but I'm not going to use that to excuse everything. But then, then in your last six games against them, the Red Sox are 2-4 and four against the Yankees in the month of September. And I mean, the last series of the year, I'm not going to count that. My God, they, the Red Sox threw out an effing bullpen day in that one, so I'm not going to really count the last series 
all too much, but nevertheless. <laughs> the Yankees are a 100-win team playing in the wild card, which, for all intended purposes, shows how... Because we haven't talked about this in a while, and that's the sad part, is how, you know, top-heavy the AL East, the AL, excuse me, the AL has been all season. And we talked about that a lot in the first half of the year when it was like, wow, looks like like most of the conference, is, most of the league is going to be eliminated from playoffs real quick. It's just going to be these top five teams. And then I, then we went, then all those teams got eliminated, and we and then the Athletics started doing good, and the Mariners started sucking. So we just kind of st stopped talking about it. We're like, I guess just the new world. There are five teams that matter, and the rest of them don't. The NL had a fun time. The, the, the NL was fun this year, but the AL been terrible. But anyway, nothing shows up the top heaviness as much as it being a 100-win team playing in, playing in the wild card. And a 97-win team as well. The Athletics have 97 wins, my lord. But the Yankees are the Athletics. And there's two yeah, there's two folds to who you want to who you want to see the Red, if you're a Red Sox fan. If you're somebody who wants to see the Red Sox win, who you think is a better matchup for the Red Sox. And for most for all intents and purposes, I want to see the Yankees because the Yankees are a more talented team. All the things I've said about the Yankees all year. All the things I've said. Talented team, a lot of hitting, good bullpen, equal starting pitching to you, I'd say. For the most part, give or take. All the things I said, just the only difference being at the beginning and for the first half or so of the year, I thought they were a better team. Now I don't think that because of the way you played against them, but still all the things I thought were good about that team still ring true. So for all intents and purposes, I do think that they're a better team than the athletics in terms of talent, postseason experience, yada, 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 yada. Once again, everything I've been saying, last year this team went into the wild card and they almost made the World Series, et cetera, et cetera. That being said... There is something to be said, and a lot of people might disagree with this. I don't know. But there is a certain logic to, well, you don't want to play the athletics because that's the story team. That, that's just, yeah, they're not as good as the Yankees. They're not as good as the Red Sox. But, you know, like, they just, sometimes the team gets that, there's that magic juice flowing for a little bit. And usually those teams don't end up winning at all, but they sometimes win around. You, know, you just don't want to be the team that they go through. Because they're having some weird, weird, you know, I don't want to say historic, but they're having some weird underdog season and, you know, they're winning when nobody thought they could and you just don't want to get a piece of that. You just, you just don't want to be on the other end of that, especially if you're the Red Sox and you haven't won a series in the last two playoffs after, yeah, we, we all know what they've done in the last two playoffs. You know, you don't want to be that. You don't. You don't want to be the the. T you don't want them the third time in a row to be your court. You're caught in this. Uh, you're caught in this storm of the athletics coming on. So for those purposes, I kind of don't want to play the athletics. I kind of don't want the Red Sox to play the athletics. Once again, not from that, not really from any logical perspective. Just from you know what? I don't want. I'd rather they lose to the Yankees, lose the athletics. Rather they lose to uh the. You know, just the Yankees who are just a talented team than be, you know, part of the, the Oakland Athletics, you know, Hall of Fame when they talk about this season for years and years. You know, this, the time they made it to the ALCS and beat the 108-win Red Sox. Excuse me, the ALDS and beat the 108-win Red Sox. Man, wasn't that a time. 
Yeah, we lost in the ALCS to the Astros, but man, what a year that was for the Athletics. And then Athletics fans will just talk about that for ages and ages and ages and ages. You lose the Yankees in the playoffs, I mean, they'll talk about it, but both sides have talked about that with each other for eons. So it's just, it's not, there's nothing new. There's no, there's no new embarrassment being added to the history of the Boston Red Sox. So that, that story factor, that's, that's, that's storybook magic, mind you, that the magic of the, the athletics of the, of the freaking Oakland athletics, the magic of the Oakland athletics, that, that's something to look at. So we'll see. I, I think it'll be the Yankees. Like I, I, I do, but eh, maybe that's for the best. So. Hey, that's my little, that's my little wild card Wednesday uh, segment here, which I get to talk about right before the game happens, which is always fun. But yeah, it's my little, it's my little wild card Wednesday preview here on the here on the stadium experience. Yeah, it's good times. Now to move on to that though. Once we get to the playoffs, there are a lot of things to talk about with this team, and there are a lot of things to talk about here with this team, and. And the there are a lot of people on this team, a lot of figures with this team, not just players, a lot of figures with this team who have a lot riding on this postseason. And yeah, really, really a lot. The Red, the Red Sox have an, as an organization have a lot riding on this postseason right now. And who has the most riding on it that's a question that we can discuss and you could name bait most major players that involved in this team once again not like major players and major players or figures involved in the red Sox and say they have a lot riding on this obviously david price everything that's been set can be said about david price has probably been said you know at this time, three, four months ago, people were talking about, oh, maybe you got to put David Price in the bullpen in the playoffs. You know, maybe that's the move. You know, that that feels like the uh, the move for the for the Red Sox right now. You know, you throw you throw David Price in the bullpen, and then he got hot, and he did, and he got hot. But now, you know, like every other year, can you do it? Is he going to choke? What? After, once again, he got hot. He had a great regular season. Really did. The second half of the year, David Price has been lights out for a while. A few hiccups here and there, but overall, David Price has been good. Like, I'm not going to crap all over David Price in the late games of the season. I'm not. I'm, you know, I'm going to be a bigger man than that. But... Still, I've also, on that same token, continuously said, like, I don't really care about the regular season with David Price. Really, like, I've kind of just made that my point-blank stance. I've made that my firm stance. It's just, like, David Price could have and has had a great season, but he can have as good of a regular season as he wants. Really, he can. He can have, his, he can have like, a two-something ERA. He can be, you know, be averaging... 
10 strikeouts a game down the stretch, which he didn't do that good, but he can just have his, she didn't even do that good. So I have my lines there, you know, my lines drawn, but he can have as great of a regular season as he wants to. And it's just not going to matter until I see it in the postseason. And I've said that to everybody. It just, I don't care. Like, don't, don't put these postseason numbers in these regular season numbers in front of me. I don't care about them. They are meaningless to me. Other than the fact you know, he's doing good, he's not looking terrible. Like, I, I can see why you'd be more confident in David Price than if he had, you know, continued being really average like he was in the first half of the season. Fine. Like, I can understand why. Just for me, though, I just, it's just, this guy has had every permutation of a good regular season. Yeah, he's had, he has a gold glove. Not a gold glove. He has a Cy Young. He has had, you know, all-star seasons. Like, David Price has had every type of good regular season, and it's never made a difference in the playoffs. So... Yeah, like, I, 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 I want to see it. Like, it's just, until I see it, I haven't seen it, and I don't believe it. So, sorry, seeing will be believing with me on David Price doing one of the playoffs. Also, though, you know, I think this is, this postseason is, I don't want to say it, but deceptively big for Mookie Betts, which I don't want to just sit here and prattle off everybody on the team and say, oh, it's big for them. It's big for the. It's deceptively big for Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts hasn't really performed in the playoffs very much. Mookie Betts has also had an MVP caliber year. Mookie Betts has had a year where he has really given himself the chance to. He's really put himself in the conversation for the best player in the MLB. And I'm not saying I believe that one way or the other, but he has had a year that's put him in that conversation, and rightfully so. Dog. Dog outside? Anyway, the the conversation that has rightfully put him in Yeah, the dis the discussion for best player in the MLB. And if he goes into the playoffs and just lays a lays an egg, eh. That just won't feel great. That just won't feel like it's not gonna affect it. It's not going to make the Red Sox not want to re-sign him. It's not going to make the Red Sox not want to throw a truckload of money at him, which they should have done last year, but we're not going to get too deeply into this. But, yeah, like, here is, like, you know, if he can come in and really have a good postseason, keep performing comparably to the way he has all regular season, like, boom, like, then you want to sit here and say that Mookie Betts is better than Mike Trout? Like, there you go. Like, this is what you can start to point to. You know, he took his team into the postseason. He took them on a deep run. You know, there you go. So, yeah, I do think it's deep for Mookie Betts. I, I think kind of the same logic for J.D. Martinez, but just, nah, I don't know. Like, J.D. Martinez wants to be a star. He's been complaining about that a lot. So, fine. He wants to say it's big for J.D. Martinez. Fine. Like I, said, I don't want to sit here and prattle everybody. Oh, it's big for Craig Kimbrell because he has to do good. It's good. Big for Xander. Because he's in the playoffs. Like, it's big postseason here for Brock Holt coming up. Like, big, big Brock Holt moves. It's really going to determine the future of uh, Brock Holt. You know, big postseason for Pedroia. You know, big... Big postseason for, for Petty. You know, they, they do well without him. He's... You know, he might have to take the David Wright route. 
he might have to uh, respectfully go ahead and take the uh, take the David Wright route. But you know, Eduardo Nunez, oh man, can got to capitalize on his season in the postseason. But no. And then also, really, who I who I actually do think this is the biggest postseason for, by a mile, by an absolute country mile, a square mile, a five-minute mile, which I used to be able to run in high school, not to brag, a long distance. This is crucial for Dave Dombrowski. Crucial. For a bajillion reasons. After Dave Dombrowski has gone out and... Mortgage the entire farm system. Obviously, you know, we've talked about this all at nauseum. You know, Dave Dombrowski's been trying to win now. He has shrunk the window into a two, three-year window. You know, yada, yada, yada. Et cetera, et cetera. We all know it. You know, we all we all know it. He's mortgaged the farm system. He's done that. He's kind of got the team set up. He's got them set up to try and win now. And, you know, obviously up till now they have not. And yeah, and if they go another year and don't do anything in the postseason, like, man, that is a dud you laid. But it goes beyond that. Because yeah, Dave Nebraska's done that. He's sold off almost all their prospects. He set them up to do it now. And then beyond that, at the deadline, when me and everybody else on the planet were clamoring for Dave Dombrowski to add something to the bullpen. Add something to really reinforce this team. Something beyond, you know, Steven Pierce or Ian Kinsler. Clamoring for him to add something real to this team and specifically to their bullpen. He didn't. And people have talked about him. People have criticized this for him at length. But it has to continue. If we're listening, who has a lot riding on this postseason, it's Dave Dombrowski. Because Dave Dombrowski, whose Tigers team's lost because he didn't have a good bullpen, who only has the one win with the one World Series win with the Marlins after decades of being a GM. In a once again, they're also during a trade deadline where bullpen where guys were going for not a lot. We're not even talking about top tier guys, but like mid range guys who could have helped this Red Sox team were going for very little for things that the Red Sox, even with their bare farm system. Could have afforded. Yes, the Red Sox weren't going to go win a bidding war with anybody, but they could have afforded some guys, and they didn't. And maybe it pays off. Maybe. But, yes, Dave Dombrowski, can't pull the bullpen, has brought in guys the last two years who didn't work out or who just weren't enough to help the team win. Say I blame Addison Reed for them losing last year, but... And some people said, oh, well, maybe it's going to be Price. Not going to be Price now. We all know Price isn't going to be in the bullpen. Yeah, so if the Red Sox go in and this team he constructed, for one thing, if they just don't win flat out, like that reflects very badly on Dave Dombrowski and his plan and the whole team, really. But then especially if they go in there and something happens, and they, even if they win a round and then they lose in the ACLS because of a bullpen, because of a bullpen issue, and they fight tooth and nail, and then they lose because just because the bullpen sucks. Or just they give up something, or Joe Kelly or whomever. Yeah, if one of these four guys who's battling for a for one of the two bullpen space, you know, if it's 
is Pointer, Workman, Kelly, or Hembry are seeming like they're going to be the two, one of those, two of those four is going to be the two bullpen guys. If they lose because of that, or really, if they lose for any reason, but even if they just lose because of that, I think that's fire. Like, I think at that point, Dave Dombrowski has to be gone. And I don't know if that's popular opinion. I don't know if a lot of people think that, but if that happens, I think you at least have grounds to have to consider getting rid of Dave Dombrowski. And then beyond that, then beyond just his immediate 2019 future with the Red Sox, to me, and I might be being dramatic here, maybe I am, but that feels legacy-defining for Dave Dombrowski. That kind of feels like that closes the book on Dave Dombrowski and his legacy. And that just cements him as the guy who guts these teams, doesn't win because he can't build a bullpen. And that's a book on him right now. And yeah, and if that happens again with the Red Sox, like that, that shuts that book. That's done, because I think he's gone if that happens. And I, I don't know, probably somebody else. Somebody definitely hires him. Somebody definitely hires him. But still, like, I, I don't know. If he, if, he, if he loses because of that again, because he doesn't get it, I don't know if he gets it somewhere else, if he goes somewhere else. So I just feel like, yeah, like that. That starts to, like that kind of defines Dave Dombrowski's legacy at that point, and that's why yeah I mean he has a lot more riding on this postseason than anybody else. You know because Cora is fine. I can get rid of Cora. Cora has been great. Like Cora, either way, like people like him. He gets time. Like it was. Who else? Like who else has a lot riding on? Like it's Dave Dombrowski. It's him. This is Dave Dombrowski's. This postseason is probably going to define his legacy in a lot of ways, depending on how it goes. So we'll see. I mean, we'll find out who they play after Wednesday. But with that out of the way, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll talk about some more Red Sox. I have a few more Red Sox thoughts I want to I want to get to. Then maybe we'll we'll transition to a little bit of a, a little bit of f ball here, a little bit of pigskin with the Patriots, and we'll discuss their game. But that's probably down the line. If you, want, if you want to chime in on any of these topics, do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946 or 401-456-8787. You're listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN, and I'll be right back in just a flash. Can you tell if the surfaces in this kitchen are crawling with bacteria that could cause chronic arthritis? Listen. Can't, can you? You can't see it either. Wash surfaces, utensils, and hands frequently with soapy water while preparing food, especially when handling raw meats or eggs. Raw food may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year, and roughly 3,000 will die. But you can keep your family safer by cleaning with soap and water as you go. Learn more about this and other important information. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. That's foodsafety.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. I'm in almost every school bus and classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You've seen me around the neighborhood, and you've told me I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every four children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger 
this problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we could grow up and be whatever we want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everyone. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. My name is Ruth Rusi. I'm a retired teacher. I'm 91 years old and this is how I live united. I say retired, but not really. Once a week, I read books to children as part of United Way's education program. Reading to a child creates links between language and literacy. It creates a bond between grown-up and child. And believe it or not, it prepares them for a better academic future. Oh, we read about frogs and flies and pigs with wings, all sorts of juicy stuff. It's a joy to watch all those little faces. I figure I have the time and they have the need. And I've always believed that if we're not here to help each other, then what are we here for really? My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Glass Company Smoke Shop and Vapor Lounge is Providence's premier smoke shop and vape supply store. Located at 10 Cedar Swamp Road, Smithfield, Rhode Island. Swing by when they open on November 2nd. Glass Company Smoke Shop, best smoking supplies in all of our eye. For the best local pizza, look no further than Big Tony's Pizzeria at 525 Eaton Street, Providence, featuring daily specials and free delivery until 4 a.m. Get a whole pie or just a slice at the home of the Gangsta Rap. So call in at 401-490-0000 for a slice of the local favorite, Big Tony's. Often imitated, never duplicated. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have, have you, you ever, ever had, had sudden confusion, confusion trouble speaking, speaking, or understanding, understanding someone? someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait, call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't, don't wait, wait until, until it's, it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at powertoendstroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. The wood from which tree clad America's Revolutionary War sailing ship, Old Ironsides. A tree that can live well over 100 years. 
Go to the Arbor Day Foundation website, arborday.org, to answer your questions about trees. Taste the breeze, it's life inside you. Make a promise to the earth. Live oak wood clad old ironsides, which British warships could never sink. And once planted, sturdy live oaks can live for well over a century. Go to arborday.org for whatever you need to know about trees. See which oaks or other trees from America's abundant choices are right for planting where you live. See how to plant trees to help clear the air and protect the land. That website again is arborday.org. Plant a tree today for all the world to share. It's not the size that matters, it's the pleasure it provides. WXIN FM. Habata itala, modola na ito ita, metashita nova. Ninety point seven WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley here. We've been talking mainly Red Sox, and we'll continue on that. Forgot was doing a second. We'll continue on that path a little while longer here. And we're gonna stop with that. I got a little loud, a little loud than I thought it would be. But we'll continue on. We've been talking mainly Red Sox here up to this point, and I do want to hit on a couple more things with the Red Sox. Spent the last segment. Previewing the wild card, we talked a little bit about, you know, who has the most riding on this postseason. I think it's Dave Dombrowski. I think most people would think that. I would th- hope most people think. I, I usually hope most people agree with me. In the, well, I, I like people who disagree with me because I fight with them. But, you know, I want people to think I'm right is, is what I want. But, you know, I want to be the go-to guy for takes and analysis. But we're getting there. The... Another guy who does have a decent amount riding in this postseason... But who also is Ricky Spot. And something that I think really needs to just be harped on a lot is the situation with Chris Sale. Chris Sale, who we haven't seen pitch a healthy full start in a while. And Chris Sale, who his last start came on the 26th against the Orioles. And he was supposed to throw... I think Cora said before the game, or Dombrowski said he was supposed to throw 90-something pitches. He didn't get to that. He got through four and two-thirds innings and gave up three earned. He had eight strikeouts, so, I mean, he didn't look terrible. But Chris Sales' velocity was down in that game. I think his fastball was clocking in, like, the, the high 80s, low 90s. So in that game, Chris Sales' velocity was down. He didn't... look quite right. He still pitched well, and people hyped up, like, oh, he's a pitcher, he's throwing with a slider and the changeup, and I, 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 you know. But nevertheless, he didn't look fully healthy. And 
going into the playoffs, it's concerning that you're to not to see your ace in his last start before the playoffs not look fully healthy. And now there have been people, you know, people have said, oh, no, he'll be, he'll be right by the playoffs now. Though, like, you know, this was just a stepping stone on the road to recovery. And this was the last one. And then, you know, players come and be fully healthy. Eh, maybe. Maybe that will happen. I don't know, though. And I don't think any of us can know until we just we see it. And until we see, I have to be concerned. Because, like I've said before, the whole time he's been injured, like, if Chris Sale isn't healthy, like, you're, you're not winning. Like, you're not going anywhere in the playoffs. Without Chris Sale. He's by and far your best pitcher. He's by and by and far your best pitcher. He doesn't have a postseason track record like every other pitcher on this staff. Or at least he doesn't have a good postseason track record. Mind you, I've been I've been willing to give Chris Sale the benefit of the doubt on sucking in the postseason last year. But yeah, like if you don't have him, or you don't have him fully healthy, like like you're, if he's not fully healthy, you're certainly not pitching him on, you know, th- three, four days rest in game four again like some people have thought maybe they should do. You're not doing that. You're probably not pitching him in game five if you need to. You might be going to a fifth starter at that point. Like, he's not fully healthy. And that just that needs to be acknowledged until you see it. And it's not surprising that he's like this. It's not surprising that he's hurt, and that's what's scary. Because Chris Sale... regularly, routinely, he breaks down in the last half of the season. He does. Every year, his numbers go down. He's never really gotten hurt like this before, but this feels inevitable. And you have a guy who's about to turn 30, which is, you know, probably the prime for a pitcher. Mind you, this is baseball, not football, so 30 is not some deadly scary number, but... Like, this is... Yeah, it's just concerning. I mean, Jordan moment just... Stepped in here with me. I mean, do you agree? Like, am I okay? Is it okay that I don't feel good about Chris Sale because I see him fully healthy? I don't feel good about any of the Red Sox pitchers. Right. We can get into that, <laughs> but just Chris Sale. Like, and that being said, they brought him back <laughs> once during this rehab period. They said, oh, Chris Sale's fine. Came back against the Orioles. Looked okay. Pitched five innings. You're like, okay, he's on the path to recovery. And then they went, oh, wait, never mind. And put him back on the DL again. Yeah. Like, A, that happened. B, this is a guy who kind of falls apart at the end of every year. See, this is the Red Sox training staff talking about a pitcher. And this staff sucks with handling pitcher injuries, or at least sucks with telling you what's wrong with their pitchers. So, yeah, you know, when the, when the Red Sox tell me that a pitcher's fine, I'm like, all right, cool. I don't, I don't believe you, but fine. <laughs> I don't believe a single word out of your mouth. I don't believe a single word out of this organization's mouth about the health of a guy who throws a ball. I just don't. I just don't. That's fair. I don't believe a single word they say. And, yeah, like, he is... Their most important pitcher. Like, do, do I need to sit here and, like, explain why? I don't think so. Do I have to sit here and harp on the bullpen like everybody's been doing all year? No, I did that in the last segment a little bit before, <laughs> you, before you got here, Jordan. Yeah. But it's, like, yeah, no, they got, you know, harp on the hot contested battle of playoff roster spots mm. between Pointer, Workman, Kelly, and Hembury. Trying to decide which of those studs are going to be on the postseason roster Oof. are going to be your relievers. Like, like, I, I don't know, like, if Chris Sale is not healthy, like, it's okay to say that's bad. And it's okay to not feel like he's fully healthy. Like, I just, I don't know, like, maybe he'll come out and he'll pitch 110 and go seven innings against the Yankees and be fine. And I'm an idiot and I'm dumb and I deserve to be hated on the Twitter. I don't know. But <laughs> it's just, sorry, I, I can't believe it with him until I see it. I just can't. It's like David Price performing well in the playoffs. I'll believe that Chris Sale is fully healthy and that the Red Sox are being truthful about a pitcher's health when I see it. And 
that's the long and short of that. Take a Rooney. Oof. Yeah, like this. I mean, like, listen, like I like I feel better about this team than I did months ago, but it's still, it's just this team does feel different than I have the last two years. It's a lot of the same core of those teams, but yeah, like I'm willing to feel different. Like, it, like I'm willing to buy. Like, obviously, they, you know, I, I don't I don't care how many regular season games they won. Like, I I, I don't care. I'm sorry. Like, the AL sucked this year, in part due to you being so good. But like, it, you know. The, this fact this team has like eight more regular season wins and the you know, last playoff teams or whatever it is like that doesn't matter to me but yeah like the way this team is played under Cora mm-hmm. they seem like they care more they just seem more engaged seem like they have more spirit or whatever and not having John Farrell probably just makes that difference doesn't matter who your manager is then JD Martinez has helped a ton and you're getting the type of power that they had when Ortiz was here and the way that affected the entire lineup. Good. Like a lot of good things with this team. It's just, I just have to see them. Like I just, I have to see them. I think that the Yankees are going to win this wild card game. I don't, I mean, do you have a ton of faith in the athletics going into New York? No. <laughs> I mean, like I, I talked about, I mean, it's, it's possible. I just, I I, talk, it's probably not going to happen. I talked earlier in the show about how I kind of don't want to face the athletics just because I wouldn't want the Red Sox to be part of like that storybook season by the athletics. <laughs> Cause that that does that not feel like the story, like the athletics have to like coming out of nowhere, come in and they come into Fenway and they beat like the one hundred eight win Red Sox, that, <laughs> in like five games. Yeah, does that not feel like the story? Oof. Yeah, that, yeah, that see, seems tough. See, just see, to get like, just to get washed by the Astros see, or like, something. There's a storybook factor to these <laughs> things though. Yeah. So I kind of don't want them to face that. Like I'm kind of af- I'm afraid of that more than I am of like a superior team. You know, it's, it's, it's the narrative more than the stats. But no, like there's a narrative, like that, like that narrative boost you get. Yes. Like that should be like a thing in like the next like MLB the show. Like your team a has narrative like a, boost. Like you get like, a, like you get like a little boost from the narrative, like a little like little uh, little attribute boost. Uh, call yeah. call all the sports games. Tell them they need to make like a narrative, like yeah, a narrative variable or something like yeah, that. They should though. Yeah. Like it, oh, the Patriots are in the playoffs again. Oh, cool. Oh, wow, the Browns came out of nowhere. Well, they get a narrative boost. <laughs> The Browns, the Browns with the seven nine one season, no, the seven eight and one season. Yeah, they're getting led by this like scrappy bunch of veterans that came out of nowhere. Like <laughs> this team that has no right to be in the playoffs. Like yeah, you get like a narrative boost. Like your money balled it. Like you get a narrative boost. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like, I, I, like, think, I actually like that. Like a I lot. think that's the thing. I think that's the thing. I think like, or they could just make the same game again because I was a sheep and bought Madden nineteen, and it is just Madden eighteen. I mean, Madden eighteen was pretty good. Though. No, it wasn't. Madden eighteen was trash. I don't, well, I don't know. I haven't played a Madden game since like Madden 12, so Madden, Madden 18, 18 was good to me. Madden 18 was like a markable departure from decline from Madden 17, okay. which also was not that. I remember the last Madden I played, I was like, hey, this is a Madden. Madden, Madden 07 was the last game, and I was like, okay, this is this is it. <laughs> that was truly end of it. But yeah, no, Madden 19, no, it ain't it. It's not it. Madden 19 ain't it. It, uh, it ain't it. I also play. I played 2K19. That's also the is, same. Is 2K19 good? Because I didn't buy 2K last year. I mean, it's the same as last year. So it's was it really, better than 17? Would you say it's better than than 2K17? It's 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 slightly better than 17. All right, we'll see. It's more customizable than 17. I'll say that. Not necessarily better, but more customizable. Okay, we'll see. Can you still do expansion teams? I have no idea. I only, ex- only played it because the expansion draft was the best thing any sports game has added in the last five years. Like by a mile, I loved the expansion draft. I loved the like you got how much I loved that. Are you kidding me? I get to make a team out of castoffs and build a, that. That all I play sports games for is the franchise boats. 
Yeah. That's it. So you're giving me like a new way to let me do an expansion team. Oh, I love the expansion team. Oh my god, that was a best thing a sports games done in the last minute. I loved it. See, there we go. Only reason I bought 2K17 uh, was just for that. Was just to do expansion. I played maybe like a dozen games of 2K in my life. Like sometimes, like people, like I'll, I, like I'll be doing my franchise. I'll accidentally hit like play game. I'm like, well, what is this? I'm like, well, what is this here? What is this basketball simulator? I'm doing? <laughs> the hell is this? Yeah, I'm playing basketball. What is? Yeah, two K is a it's a very finicky game. I only just do my player or like franchises. Yeah, Even my player, I get bored with after a while. I'll go for like one season, and be like, all right, like. Yeah, because it just takes so long, and there's so much plot, and like my point guard. Yeah, it's hard to do. Put way too much plot into the um. Yeah. Like, nothing. Nothing will ever 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 beat freak. Oh, cool! It's oh my 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 fifty overall small forward playing against the Lakers with LeBron. Yeah, yeah, and they're hoping <laughs> it up like, wow, this guy is the best rookie in the world. I'm just bricking three, I'm bricking three after three. LeBron just swatting me. Julius Randle is like blowing by me. <laughs> yeah, I can't do anything. I'm, I try to throw a pass. It goes like in the opposite direction I want because my players are so bad. Like, man, I better buy some VC so I can live up to this hype. Yeah, it, it just it just yeah, takes. They've been going too deep with the plot in the two Ks. Yeah, they, like so. Like I, nothing was worse. Like, like I, I knew, knew freaking I knew. and vibing, man. You got to be freaking and vibing. <laughs> freaking. Oh man, Vic's dead. <laughs> I was so invested in Vic. Yeah, we we were all we were all heartbroken by the. I'm that. <laughs> like was Spike Lee making that, and he was yeah. like, because they went and got Spike Lee. So I know. Like, so there must have been an intent of that being good. Like they had to have intended for that to be good. Yeah. Like, was Spike Lee sitting there like, this, this is it. This. This is a story. Spike Lee was probably like, uh, it, it, it'll do. I already took the check. So. Yeah, my, pl- my player is like just a white dude and like living in Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> like, right Don't out of Harlem, it's Jake. And I'm like, yeah, it's me. So I didn't gentrify this yet. <laughs> The parents look the same. Though. The parents look the same no matter what player. I'm like, am I, like, this is your twin. I'm like, am I adopted? Like, what's that was the story here? I was on my twin. I don't think you guys know how twins work. Did you like take the wrong baby home from the hospital? Like, so they found you like in a box near like Hell's Kitchen or something, and they just took, they just let you into their Harlem home. And just pretended I was like, t- like yeah. this my freak. I want to see that DLC. Like I'll go back yeah. and play two games sixteen. If there's like a DLC package, if your player was white, like they do a DLC where like it finds out he's adopted. And, like I have to like deal with that. See that's that's some real that's some real drama and tension. Finds out right his there. real dad is like John Stockton or something. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> EA gotta get on that two K sixteen DLC. Yo, if, if EA comes out, no, with two K. If 2K comes out with DLC for, for like a five story line. for a five year old game, and like no, but like you add to the story, like what? it was it's only if you're, if you're as, my player. That's crazy. Only if you're my player was a white guy though. <laughs> you can only download it at that. Like you can only get it at that, and then like yeah. I don't even know if people still have 2K16. You know, it's like a few years into your season, and, and like your dad, like the mailman is like, "Hey, listen, freak, we gotta have a conversation." Because he calls you freak for some reason when he's having like real conversations with you. Because yeah. you know, 2K can't master the technology of just letting you write a first name, like common first names that are in the game already. Yeah, that, they, that the you know, that they can't just like get like Harlot and all of them like in like a room and just have them read a baby book. So they have all the names. Basically. Just have them read a <laughs> read through a baby. You have Kevin Harlan in the booth just reading through a baby book. That's like a day of work for him. Like, all right, here's your check. But yeah, he's like, freak, listen, we gotta we gotta talk. I don't know if you ever noticed, but you're a little different from me, your mom, and your sis. <laughs> who's like, you know, like your manager or whatever. You just 
piggybacking <laughs> off your success. You're <laughs> Listen, there's a... Uh, we're not your real parents. And then Freak's like, what? Ah. Hey, he does a little dance while he's doing it, like while he's freaking out. I don't know why. Just like the a, Freak is freaking out. You gotta do the freak, yeah, you gotta freaking you gotta vibe, do man. the freak out. Freak is doing the freak out. No, you got a freaking vibe, man. You got a freak. I mean, I, I whip that out down at the court sometimes. Nobody gets it. <laughs> nobody gets it. Like, I'll do it sometimes. I'm like, oh, no, nobody gets it. Nobody, nobody's seen me freaking. But, all right. Yo, right. 2K is so trash. Man, I have frequency <laughs> vibrations. Like, no, no. Am I, am I not appealing to, to the urban youth yet? Oh, God. Oh, no. Did two, is 2K out of touch with what kids think are cool? Oh, <laughs> not no. at all. Oh, no, EA. Hey, man, you got to love that, that Giannis cover where like it's all like graffiti. It's weird. I do not yeah. like the cover of the dude too. The Greek freak. I don't get it. Like I don't get what they're trying. Even though the Bucks kind of should have beat the Celtics, but yeah, whatever. But <laughs> they're they're out of players to put on the cover. Like it's hard to think of who should be on the cover of Two K at this point. Like it's very challenging. It's hard. Like it's hard to think of people. Uh, who still plays? Like everybody's that been should on, be everybody's been on the cover. Like damn. Is Porzingis gonna be on 2K? Probably. Two Porzingis 2020. Like we get like a Jimmy Butler cover, like. Uh, that's probably coming soon. Why? Like, oh, is this? <laughs> Surprised they put Jimmy Butler on the cover this year. Honestly, are we just, are we just putting top te- fifteen to ten players on the two K covers now? Like, I mean, I mean, it's, it's really all you can do. LeBron, D Wade, like they, like all, like Kobe's, the super. I mean, Kyrie's been on. Like, no, yeah. they screwed themselves with that one year where they did three. That's true. They screwed themselves, and okay, we're gonna put Harden, Curry, and Anthony Davis all on one year. Yeah, that was that was a blunder. That was a blunder by 2K. That was. But yeah, no, like just like the DLC and like freaking like. I don't, I don't, I don't like dual covers. It's like it's like Madden 10 yeah. when they had Trey Paul, Troy Palomalu and uh, Larry, Larry Fitzgerald. Fitz. It's apparently third all time in receiving yards. Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't like that either. But yeah, I didn't like Madden 10 either. Yeah, but yeah, I had a yeah. Fr- no, that can be the DLC. And he's like, listen, yeah. we're not your real dad, freak. And freak's like, whoa. And then, and then he's like, I gotta find out who my real dad is. And then the storyline is you're playing in all these different like street ball tournaments and everything like across the country to, to find, find out your who father. your dad is. Yes, oh, it's like Fallout Three, but yes. like, with, but like, oh, that's that's is, is, is yes. 2K17 really just 2K16. like 2 The DLC for 2K16 is really a DLC for Fallout Three. Yes, it's an open world. <laughs> it's it's like Broken Steel, but with basketball. <laughs> exactly. Who's, who's Liberty Prime? Probably LeBron. LeBron's liberty. So LeBron shooting lasers at communists. Yeah, I'd say so. Oh, uh, that's pretty. That's great. But yeah, no, and that, that that's it. Like you have to like Bethesda play in make these that happen. And they would make this trailer. I'm picturing the trailer in my head right now. It is not out of place. It's like when you got to find who your pops is, you got to play some real <laughs> well, ball. Those three ball tournaments in Iowa. You're like, I got to find my dad. Like, we don't know your dad, kid. He's like, all right, next. Like, we'll only tell if you know your dad if you win. It's like, all right. And you ball out, and they're like, we don't know your dad. He's like, ah. Oh. We lied to you. We just wanted to play a good game. And we thought like, that would motivate you. And he's like, all right. And he's like, oh, we want to add something to your game. And then you <laughs> never find your dad, but people keep doing stuff like that to you, and you realize that the court is your real dad. <laughs> or it's John Stockton. It's one of the two. You can't get John Stockton to agree to this bastard child storyline. <laughs> you learn that the court is your real dad. The court is your real dad. <laughs> what? Hey, who raised who raised Freak? He said nah. Who raised Freak? It was the court. The court's my parent. <laughs> the hardwood is my dad. My mom was the three point line. 
My daddy's the free throw. My sister's the key. Yes, yo. To be mad, overly dramatic like that too. That's what, they, they got Spike Lee. They gotta have some it's heart to it. It's a Spike Lee joint. It's a Spike Lee. Do the right thing, but just basketball. So yeah, that uh, EA. If you're looking to make deals. Yeah, Black Klansman was a great movie. Speaking of Spike I Lee movies, see it. that was a good. There that was so a good many movie. movies. All the movies I want to see aren't in any theaters. Like yeah. I want to go see Mandy, and it's like just not playing anywhere. Yeah, that's what I, I, like, I like seeing Adam Driver be anything but Kylo Ren. Oh, he's so good in like everything. Yeah, because he can because he can actually act. And he's just in so many movies. And yeah. just like but it's so good in all of them. I don't know where he's finding the time. Because <laughs> you think like Disney would be like milking. I don't know how he's finding. It. I don't know what that guy's. Like, it's it's, it's kind of crazy because like Kylo Ren's like his least impressive role. He's just in so much. But his most noticeable role. But anyway, yeah. So let that to EA. If you want to make some 2K16 <laughs> DLC, I would. I would hit me right up. <laughs> the court is your dick. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, I think that Chris Sale. Uh, people should pay more attention. Chris Sale's hurt. We were talking about baseball. I really, I really do think that Chris Sale is. I think that Red Sox fans need to. It's just until we see it, Red Sox fans need to be more worried about that. Anyway, we're going to take a, oh boy. a quick break here. When we come back, we'll be diving into the Patriots and uh, Patriots game. We'll talk about, you know, if it was an impressive win for them. And we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll dissect that a little bit. Uh, just, you're listening to the Stadium Foons with Jake Elmsley. Jordan Moment here alongside me. And we'll be back in just a flash. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. I'm one out of every four children in America. And I'm struggling with hunger. I'm lucky to grow up where I could be whatever I want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. I'm in almost every school bus and classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You've seen me around the neighborhood and you've told me I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every four children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we could grow up and be whatever we want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everyone. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Happy holidays, everybody. This is Dave Koz for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. When you're traveling during the holidays and see someone who's had too much to drink about to get behind the wheel of their car, get the car keys. Your friends will thank you for it because friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. every school bus and classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You've seen me around the neighborhood, and you've told me I'm a pretty good kid. Well, 
I'm one out of every four children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we could grow up and be whatever we want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everyone. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Gavin DeGraw for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. In less time than it takes to play your favorite tune, someone will be killed or injured in an alcohol-related crash. If you party, plan ahead. Designate before you celebrate. Sad stories make great songs, but happy endings make better lives. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. This is Paul McCartney on behalf of RAD. If you're drinking, you can't drive my car or any car. Remember, if you're partying this holiday season, don't drink and drive. Got it? It's just not worth it. Doesn't make sense. Thank you. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. This entire piece of music was played with only two instruments, a right hand and a left hand. Hands can do incredible things, but nothing compares to using them to help save a life with hands-only CPR. If an adult suddenly collapses, call 911, then push hard and fast in the center of their chest until help arrives. Hands-only CPR is recommended by the American Heart Association, and it's incredibly easy and effective. Find out more about this latest method of CPR at handsonlycpr.org. The power to help save a life is in your hands. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. Okay, fellas, thanks for checking out our membership meeting for the unstoppable IOTA Gamma Kappa fraternity. Candidates will be notified around mid-semester. Peace, peace, have a good day. Yo, can you believe that white boy showed up? Who, Justin? Yeah. I mean, he seems pretty cool. He's doing a lot of work in the community. He gets decent grades. Oh, yeah, I played ball with him the other day. Old boy got a mean crossover. Now, see, that's what I'm talking about. White people think that just because they can rap or hoop or something, they could be one of us. Now, what would happen if one of us went across campus and tried to join one of their fraternities? <laughs> Tell you what, it'll be a cold day and you know where before I let a white boy into this frat. You feel me? Nah, Trey. I don't feel you. The first step in fighting racial prejudice is taking a stand. Imagine the power of one voice. Find your voice at freedomcenter.org. A message from the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Ad Council. You will never find 
the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is 90.7 WXIN. WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley, Jordan Moman here alongside me. We're just talking some baseball, talking a little, uh, a little bit about some hypothetical 2K16 DLC. The thing that all Americans are clamoring for. And now we're going to move away from the old diamond, away from the controller. Unlike our friend Justin Dobb out there, former former guest of the Stadium Experience, Justin Dobb, out there playing, uh, playing a rousing game of Mega Man 11. Get me a little thirsty to play that. Push it on my Madden 19. <laughs> anyway, see, I'll go put set that to download on your home. Wait about like you know a day and a half. Just so long as PS4 takes it down with games. We're gonna make we're gonna have some conversation like that. Anyway, we're gonna move away from the controller, like I said, and we're gonna dive into uh some chit chats about the Patriots. Your mic wasn't on. The Patriots. My mic is on now. It is now. The Patriots, obviously, Sunday afternoon, came out after, you know, people said bad things because they lost two games in a row. But obviously, you can't say bad things about the Patriots because you shouldn't because Barstool will yell at you. But you can't disrespect the Patriots. The Patriots came out and they defeated the Dolphins 38-7. to And... Yeah, Dolphins are kind of a bad team. Yeah, they came out, and really, it was, this probably basically was a must-win game for the Patriots, I feel like. And I hate to, like, declare things like must-win games in September, but I will. Because, obviously, like, you know, you have the Dolphins coming in. They're 3-0. and You're 1-2. Like, the Patriots are kind of reeling. Like, the Patriots lost to the Dolphins at home, and then they were 1-3. Like, they're, they're that pff, might be a mutiny. <laughs> might be a minor mutiny there. Like, you know, guys didn't look like they were super enthused, but they came out in this game and they, yeah, I mean, the they looked alive. The Patriots, above all else, they looked alive in this game. And, you know, obviously a lot of good things happen when you win. 38 to 7. Would you agree, Jordan? Yeah, usually. Usually, usually you take some good things away. And a couple of good takeaways. I guess, Jordan, like what, what are your biggest takeaways from this game? It's. See, I don't want to really say their takeaways because, like, it's kind of against the Dolphins. Go for it. Just whatever. whatever All right, okay. Whatever, whatever you're leaving this game thinking. That. At least, at least we can see that the offense can perform. Yep. And that the defense can be functional. Yeah. And here's <laughs> well, the thing about this game. Especially, especially the linebackers and secondary yes. can be functional. Because here's the thing about this game. 
I don't want to sit here and like go on. I kind of am wary about giving the Patriots too too much credit for this win. Exactly, me too. Which I which I know I just said it was a quote must win game. But also like I think it kind of says more about how bad they looked the last two weeks. Yeah, than how good the Than how good the, yeah, yeah, exactly. That like cuz really, you know, I I should be sitting here, you know, the Patriots going in to play the the Dolphins, I should be the Dolphins coming here by the Patriots. I should be like, yeah, obviously they're gonna win that game. Duh, stupid. Like, of course they're gonna win that game. I guess that's nothing. So, like, they beat them by a lot. They did, but it's just like I, I don't feel like I should be that impressed by them being the Dolphins. I'm impressed that they have a pulse. Like, I feel like things are like at least back to normal with this team. They're at least back to neutral. Like, I don't suddenly feel like the sky is falling, which I'm not saying I felt before, but I, I don't know. Like, I just. Like, they beat the Dolphins at home. Like, they beat the Dolphins in New England. To beat the Dolphins in Miami, I might be impressed because they can't play in Miami. But, like, they beat the Dolphins in New England. And they beat them by a lot, and they looked good. 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 They should be doing that. Like, I'm not going to do cartwheels. I'm not going to, you know, declare, like, the Super Bowl is back on. I'm not going <laughs> to declare them the best team in the AFC. They are not the best team. And not we'll by talk about a, that in a little bit. Not by a long shot. But yeah, like I just I can't like sit here and tell you like. But also like it's good. Like I'm glad to see that Dante Hightower has a pulse. I'm glad to see that Sony Michelle, the running back they picked in the first round, did things. I'm glad to see that Cordell Patterson, who can run about three routes, <laughs> did things. As long as he can run three good routes. I saw it really matters. I'm very happy to see Josh Gordon. I think that's another one of the biggest takeaways from this oh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that Josh, Josh Gordon. Gordon was functional. Yeah, we I saw him play. Josh Gordon played, and he ran, and he did good. He caught the balls. He had a good block. He did have a good block. Mind you, you know who else had a good block in his first game with the Patriots? Who? Michael Floyd. <laughs> you know who it was against? Who? The Dolphins. Ah. Uh. Just, 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 you know, if you're getting your pants a little too tight on that, like, let's remember that. Like, but yeah, I, I think, I mean, I think Josh Gordon is like infinitely more talented than Michael Floyd. <laughs> yeah. Josh Gordon has not put himself in a position to kill as many people as Michael Floyd. Mm-hmm. The Patriots also brought in Michael Floyd, even though because he has no character concerns, unlike Des Bryant, um, who's, who's still unsigned. Still unsigned. But we're with you, Des. But stand with Des. Stand with Des. X out, ex excluding Des. The league is including Des. Damn. But Should Des hop on the collusion case of calling. <laughs> he called a heavy hitter. <laughs> he called Rob Levine. Rob Levine's gonna sue the NFL. Anyway. Jesus Christ. No, we're, we're staying on track. The <laughs> the seeing Josh Gordon be functional was huge. Now, the kind of babying Josh Gordon a little bit. Everything he did was pretty simple. You know what else they did? Or something else wild? You know how many questions... Josh Gordon answered at his press conference after the game. How many? Three. Ooh. Three questions. That's a lot. No, it's, that's not a lot. It's a lot. It's not a lot at all. <laughs> they said, no, but even then, before the press conference started, when they were sending him out, whoever the PR lady is, came out and said, 
Okay, uh, we're only gonna ask. You only get. You only get three questions on Josh. It's a lot of questions, man. No, no it's not. It's a lot of questions. Like That's, maybe, maybe you and your fancy, you know, that that is newspaper man. That is a minimal amount for a press conference. Have you ever seen any press conference for anybody where they answer three in any field where they answer three questions and then like, okay, I'm done. We're done here. I'm pretty sure LeBron has had a couple like five question interviews. Yeah, five. How's five's not that standard? Five's better than three. <laughs> yeah, but not by a lot. And that's LeBron. He usually does more than that. Anyway, so I said, you know, you know LeBron <laughs> does do more because you, are you kidding me? If you're a journalist and you trudge down there and you get, you fight to get a spot at LeBron's press conference and he answers five questions, you're going to be pissed. You're going to be pissed. gives you nothing. No, can you imagine that? Like, no, like you like got off the field. Like you kind of went through everybody behind the scenes. You got into the Josh Gordon press conference and they're like, all right, Josh, you only answer three questions. And then these dudes didn't ask him any questions. They didn't ask him anything real. I mean, well, yeah, it doesn't, there's really no point. There's plenty of point. What do you mean there's no point? You ask him <laughs> if he's sober. That's, that's what? You think he's going to answer that if he's Maybe only answering he does. three questions? Maybe. You don't know. How do you know? How do you know he's not going to be like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm completely fine. Good program. Like it here. Blah, blah, blah. At least he says something. Give him three. You know why they gave him three questions? You know why the Patriots only let him answer the three questions? Because they want to keep a leash on him a little bit. Of him. They're very afraid. Yeah. They don't want him up. Yeah, they don't want him up there. And that's the point. So, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if they give him three questions, like, all those, all the reporters down there, they got to look at each other and be like, all right, we got to come together here. We got to, we got to go hard fast. We got to, we got to be in this together. We have to go in real fast. Just ask the hard questions, see what happens, and then they pull him away. But at least you, I don't know, maybe you caught it. Maybe you catch him in a good mood. Maybe, like, they haven't, like, completely deprogrammed Josh Gordon. Like, maybe he actually says something. You have to ask, like, it's like how, like, the first day of OTAs, Dan Shaughnessy was like, hey, Bill, why did you bun- bench Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl? He didn't answer, but you have to try. I mean, that's a fair question. It's a fair question. To that's, ask a, that's, a less weighted, that's a less weighted question than are you sober? I completely just, I think those are equally weighted. In the eyes of, like, New England Patriots fans, I think the, the Belichick question is way more heavy. I mean, but I'm in. I'm in, I'm in. Like Josh Gordon said he wasn't sober. Patriots fans would be like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, well. If, if Bill Belichick <laughs> gave an answer to the Malcolm Butler thing, that would be fucking that'd be riots over whatever the answers to that were. Because <laughs> there is no good answer to exactly. it. Exactly. That's a thing. So, no, I disagree. <laughs> that is a way easier question. That is a, I, that is a softball compared to <laughs> why did you bench Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl? That is but a it's softball. A, it's, a lot, it's a lot more justified. Like you just can't come out, ask the man. So uh, you absolutely can in the press conference when he got when he finally when he when he stopped being in Cleveland because he just couldn't like keep it together. Which by the way, all the love to Josh Gordon. I don't think I don't blame him a lot. Obviously, his own issues with addiction, but you had to ask. So Josh, uh, are you uh, have you been sober since you've been in New England? That's a a very good question. I'm like, yo, what? You got like Mike Reese or like one of those guys up there, and they just they just hammer away at him. And then it's gonna be silence, and he's gonna be like, uh. No, I like it up here. You know, it's it's a new. And he's gonna get. He's gonna give you a generic answer. He's not gonna answer that question. He's gonna answer around it. Yeah, and then you get to say, "Ooh, Josh Gordon didn't answer the question. Ooh, what's he hiding?" And they're gonna spin it. <laughs> or maybe he says something. Like maybe, maybe he slips up and says something. You got. You gotta try. Better than just asking him like that touchdown dance he did was pretty. That's about it. Dance. That's about a dance he did. Dances, dances are important. You got three questions you're asking about a about a dance. Look, it's all about prioritization. Yes, the priority is are you sober? 
priority is, or why is about did, the dance. Why did Belichick bench Butler in the That's the biggest priority. We need an answer for that. <laughs> did Has he happened to tell you? Was that like the, the thing you asked day one? Like, like <laughs> I shall not rest until Bill Belichick tells me. We all nope. shall not. Well, you know, we're going to die old then. We're going <laughs> to die ups- die disappointed then. <laughs> he's going to go to the grave he, with he, that. Oh, are you kidding me? He's going to be getting asked in like, the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Yo, that'll be I'm wild. I'm so excited for Belichick's Hall of Fame speech because I have no idea what it'll be. You ever think about it? Like, is he gonna like give a speech? Is he gonna like? I think he'll. I think he'll give us like a paragraph. Like, is it or is he just or is he gonna open up? Like, if there's like a moment for Belichick to finally just like unzip it all and just just talk, because the guy likes to talk if you like ask him good questions. Like maybe in that moment he'll finally peel back the curtain. Wow. He's like, you know what? I the whole time I thought. We'll just we'll just have a moment of vulnerability with Bill Belichick. Maybe, wow. Maybe maybe cries. Oof. Talks about Lawrence Taylor for like twenty minutes. I don't know. <laughs> Probably we'll talk about Lawrence Taylor for at least ten minutes. Exactly. I bet he'll bring up. Oh, <laughs> he has to. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Here's gonna be a fun game. Yeah. Does does Belichick in his Hall of Fame speech? This will be a fun game in like ten years. Does Belichick bring up Lawrence Taylor or Brady more in his Hall of Fame speech? Ooh, I think he's bringing up LT more. Bet he's going to bring up LT more as well. <laughs> Bet you he brings up LT or Parcells more than Brady. Or does he bring up Parcells at all? Oof. Oh, I can't wait to set up the Vegas lines on this bad boy. We start. We can start opening the books now. Listen, there were Vegas lines on the Hall of Fame speeches this year. I almost put money on how long Ray, Rice, how long Ray Lewis's speech was going to be. I did not. But the under over was at like 33 minutes. I was like, hammer the over on that bad boy. I was like, <laughs> like hammer I'm, the so over. So I'm taking 40 at the least. Hammer the over on that. Let's move this line up, Vegas. <laughs> what are we doing here? I'll take a 35-minute speech at plus 120, please. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Plus 120. Like, how many shirts is Ray Lewis going to sweat through? Can that be? <laughs> can that be one of the categories? 35 plus two hours that's sick <laughs> that's which is fair too oh god plus two shirts yeah plus one plus 120 and two shirts 35 minutes and a trip and a trip to the laundromat like hey that's my only shirt i gotta go i'll be back in a second <laughs> gotta throw it in the dryer real quick but no i what the hell are we talking about? Oh, yeah, we're Josh about, Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah Josh, Josh Gordon, the Patriots. Yeah, it's, it's great. Like, I'd be so mad if I was, like, especially, like, if you're one of the reporters and, like, the second question is somebody's asking about a dance. You're like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm trying, trying to get a story here, man. I'm trying to get a story and you're wasting our questions. Now there are questions. They're not my questions. Now they're, we, have a, we have to ration these questions. Well, well, now they'll know next time that he's on. He's on a limit. Wait, see, that's the thing. They wouldn't tell them that before the pre- like way before, because then they might actually all sit down and plan. Yeah. That's why I told but, him. But now, a- but now they know. That's why they told him as they were bringing him to the podium, like, hey, hey, by the way, this is Josh. Only three questions. Bye. And then boom, like Josh, Gordon answers nothing, and then I don't know, like, then maybe he's not so. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows now? What's the story with Josh Gordon? We don't know anything about him, mysterious guy. I mean, Brady talked like he didn't exist for about a week. Brady yeah. like refused to acknowledge his existence for about a week. Because I don't know. I guess if you like invite Josh Gordon into your house, like he can come in or something. I don't know. Josh Gordon, a vampire? <laughs> if you acknowledge his presence in an interview, do you then have to accept him in your receiver circle of trust? 
I, I think I think so. If you, the if Tom you, Brady circle of trust currently consisting of James White and Gronk. Philip Dorsett. <laughs> and Gronk. And Gronk's hurt, man. Oh, yeah. He, yep. Philip Dorsett. Again. Like James White. Not Chris Hogan, apparently. Chris Hogan's gotten, like, no targets, like, the last. Chris Hogan's gotten, like, nine targets through the first month of the season. Like, ripped to everybody who drafted Chris Hogan, thinking he was going to have, like, this bomb September. So people really actually draft Chris Hogan for their fantasy team. People were like, oh, Chris Hogan's going to have a good first month. And I was like, well, I mean, that's a fair take. <laughs> And then Brady's like, ah, I'm just going to not throw it at anybody. And, hey, I mean, shout out to your boy for not starting James White once all all, all September. You know, James White is the number seven running back in the NFL. In GPR. Oh, wow. Yeah, number seven. I'm like, I've had this guy on my bench all season. I'm starting in this week, though. Starting him. I'm finally throwing Calvin Ridley in there. Trying to work out a trade. Trying to trade element, actually. I've, I've got this dude almost willing to trade me Drew Brees and AP for Edelman. What? And I'm trying. <laughs> I am trying yep. to get that to happen. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that you're, for 200. <laughs> you're, give, you're, you're, you're gonna give up who? I know. I'm trying to, I, I'm trying to get this dude to take Edelman to give me Drew Brees and Adrian Peterson. Yes, yep. Every day. Yeah, that's a good trade. Yeah, I'm trying. I got it. He's like, what if I give you Funches and Peterson? I'm like, no, I nope. need I need Breeze. What if I give you Goff and AP? I'm like, I, win. Ooh. I have Gurley. I don't want to have Ooh. Goff and Gurley. Gurley. I don't have Goff and Gurley. It's, it's too much into Rams offense. You know what you should get, right? No. There are a lot of players. TB. TB, I don't know. TB, Tampa Bay? No. Tyler Breeze? Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Oh, yeah, Tyler Boyd. No, bangle. Anyway. <laughs> oh, he's eating, he's, he's eating he's, these cakes. He is eating these cakes. Because they're like, hey, we have all these young receivers. Maybe we should stop throwing the ball to Brandon LaFell. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we yeah, should go they, with a little bit said, of a youth. They said, ah, you can go now. Maybe, maybe, we, maybe we, we, should, we don't need you anymore. Maybe we should cut this out. Maybe yeah. They didn't need him a year ago, and they're still like, ah, we're still going to keep throwing the ball to old. We old. don't need you anymore. They're like, ah, <laughs> they got rid of Sanu. So, yeah. anyway. So. Well, actually, actually, Sanu wanted to be, he wanted to go somewhere else, so. Yeah, the, then, uh, then the Falcons are like, yeah, here's a bunch of money. And they're like, he's like, oh, I'm Muhammad Sanu. Are you sure you want to give me this money? They're like, yeah, we think This you. is how dope the, uh, the Bengals' receiving core was. They had Alvin um, uh, Sanu. They had, um, what's his name? The, uh, the uh, Marvin Jones. Ah, uh, yes, Marvin and, Jones. And, and A.J. Green. Yes. Yeah, Plus a, Tyler Eifert. Yeah, that was a solid, a, solid receiving was, core. And this, they, I mean, it was crazy. And now they have almost none of them. And but they don't need them because look who they got. Yeah. And they still ball. Also, Bengals are 3-1. and one. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. that in the last half hour of the show. is going to be like a nice little preview, be a nice little review of the season. But anyway, continue yes. about the Patriots. Yes. So, Patriots, Josh Gordon, good. Press conference, bad. Anyway, Sony, s- Sony Michelle looked functional. Also, though... They're kind of not giving so they're still not giving Sony Michelle like a full 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 uh full platter of they're not, they're not they're not working them. They're not using them as a number one back. They're not well see, they gave him twenty five carries, mm-hmm. but A Needs thirty. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean A they gave him a four. Four more. He was running out of the eye half the time. Right. Oof. He had Devlin in front of him almost the entire time. Which mm-hmm. I mean worked for what it did, and I think James Devlin is always an important player. Yep. But and then also it's protecting your investment. Indeed. Also, they're not throwing to him at all. They're just like the entire like the entire idea behind Tony Michelle is that he's a dual threat. Like that that's the idea. If you just want a power runner, you draft Nick Chubb, who by the way had like an eighty four yard touchdown. Then the then the Browns are like, all right, no more carries for you today. But true. But 
I gotta give it to Carlos Hyde. Mm-hmm. But the shout out to the Browns, they almost did it. <laughs> yeah. They almost did it. Yeah, they almost. But the oh look, I had Sonny Michelle on my uh, my team and I benched him. Oh look at that! Look I had that. James White on my team and he scored thirty two. But but yeah. I, I put I put um I put uh Giovanni Bernard. Yeah, James White. Also, yeah. Like, problem is, like, if Sonny Michelle can't catch passes, I don't even want him on the field, really. Because, mm-hmm. like, I just want James White on the field all the time because he's their yep. third best player. <laughs> like, you see that touchdown of James White? Yep. Like, Brady just threw it, and he was like, he'll be there. Mm-hmm. Be there. He'll be there. He'll be there. And then he was there. So, that was exciting. Elev, you have any takeaways from this game against the Dolphins? Uh, I think that the Dolphins have seen the uh I think it's the, the height of their this season and now they're about to come back down yeah. to, to, to Oh my to god Earth. yeah yeah you know what I you know what I always get reminded of in, in the games like this? Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill isn't good. No he's like, not Ryan Tannehill is not a good quarterback. Oh you just far think, from it. Oh you you best you just you just came no, for I that didn't. Fact, okay because it, we all know this. Also you know what's crazy you don't want to know something else Ryan Tannehill is thirty. He's thirty thirty Oof. Think about that. Wait a minute. He's he was drafted what year? 2012. That was six years ago. Uh, Damn. Ryan Tannehill is old. Like, Ryan Tannehill is not, like, developing anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 awful. That right? is awful. I mean, what, six years in the league and you haven't even done anything? Yeah, he played, I mean, like, he only played quarterback, like, his senior year of college. And then they're like, ah! You can, we'll drive you in the first round to be our QB. Why? I was a Dolphins. You have you have no instincts for playing QB whatsoever. Ah, did the Dolphins make the playoffs last year? Last season? No, they did. They had Jay Cutler. They made the playoffs the year before. Yeah. With Tannehill, and then lost to the Steelers. Of course. But yeah, Ryan Tannehill's not good. Like the Dolphins are done. Like they, they're done. Yeah, they, they're done. I, like, I, did, I did not. I did not buy into the three and old Dolphins at all. Who did they beat? Oakland and like a bunch of crap. Nobody good. Nobody good. Nobody, nobody good. Who do they beat? Let me look at who they beat. Yeah. They beat the Raiders, the Jets, and the Titans. Oh, the Raiders. Well, the Raiders. That's that's the, that's, the, a, that's a, uh, well. Then again, the Raiders, the Raiders. Can't, they can't even they can't even pass rush anyway. The Raiders so. can't do anything. What are you talking about? They're, ooh, the Raiders. They can't they can't pass win. rush. So that's the yeah. best team they beat is the Titans, and I was in that like that eight hour game. That was that was the eight well, hour game. Well, the Titans are not no pushover. I mean, the Titans though. are pretty good, but that They're game was like good. eight hours long, so I discredited it for some yeah, reason. Yeah, eight hours. Long. I don't know why. I don't know why that makes me discredit the entire game, but it does. <laughs> yeah, when you have a yeah. Well, wasn't that a rainstorm or? Yeah, it was a lightning delay. It was yeah. lightning, and then they're like, "Oh, can't play with lightning." Oh, we'll start playing. Oh, there was lightning again. We mm-hmm. gotta stop again. Right. Like, at what point do you just say like next score wins and then go home? Exactly. Like, at what point like does somebody just yell next score wins? And wow. then p- play with a running clock, plays. Yep. Play play inside. Like, everybody just, like, wear some rubber in your helmets and hopefully the lightning doesn't hit you. Mm. Like, is that, like, why Like why are sports so picky about canceling themselves when there's lightning? Like, are they just that afraid that lightning is going to, like, strike a dude on the field? Yes. Yeah. Is that why? <laughs> Not only that, too, their helmets, it's all metal. Oh, that's true. Just play with no helmets. Just take them off. Really? Would you rather get a concussion or get struck by lightning, you love? So everyone take off their upper uppers. 
<laughs> just just go just go knee pads and thigh pads. Yeah. <laughs> no, they should just play um, touch football when when it's raining. I agree. I, not when it's raining. Not when only it's, when, it's when lightning. the lightning. Yeah, out. when it's lightning. Touch <laughs> the, football. The That's sec- it. The second it's been an hour since the lightning, you start contact. I don't care if it's in the middle of a play. Contact resumes. They Take like, off all they the just, equipment they and just go out there. Play it, but like if like in the middle of a play, if like it's been an hour since the lightning, you just sound a certain buzzer's full contact, even if like they're in the middle of a play. <laughs> like just start the game again. Like boom, full everybody start, start hitting right now. <laughs> that would make rain delays way more fun. Oh yeah. Like, oh, what kind of football are they gonna play today? Yeah. I don't know. Rick Soccer played through the rain the other day. That was fun. I was in the booth for that. Mm-hmm. And I've been in the booth for that in the rain. I had to keep wiping down the window in front of me because I refused to open it. Wow. So I'm going to get water on my computer. Of course. They did not win. Mm. Yeah, not, we, we were accustomed to that. They did not win. Yeah, they accustomed did not to that. do so hot. Right. But then they'll break. But anywho, mm-hmm. so anything. Anything else you know is in this game against the Dolphins by the fact that Tannehill is just not good. Uh, just not. Yeah, Dolphins defense also. Not good. It's is uh, no, they're up and down. Yeah, it's fine. They're up and down. Yeah, I think the season's over. Are the Dolphins making the playoffs? No. 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 Okay. Cool. What's okay. the rest of the what? What's the uh, the next? Who cares? Yeah. What's the next three games for the Dolphins? Oh, fine. We'll look at the next three games for the Dolphins. Uh, Bengals lost. Uh, <laughs> Bears lost. <laughs> Lions. Uh, uh, no, 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 loss. <laughs> yeah. Loss. Loss. Sorry. Are you kidding? I mean, I, the Lions are also one and three. No, but the Lions are better. Yeah. yeah uh, NFC North is crazy. This yeah, year. NFC North. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. NFC yeah, North is wild. Anywho. That's wild. Okay, the Patriots tomorrow play the Colts. Oh boy. oh boy! And the Colts don't have like any other good players. Like Ty is out. Carton Zotto's looks like he's gonna be out. Darius Leonard, who's like the best thing ever. That the Patriots could have drafted, but they didn't because they had to trade down for like seventh round picks or something. Good job, Belichick. Easy win. <laughs> yeah. Any any fear? Andrew Luck doesn't look like he can throw a football anymore. It's really sad, actually. Easy win. <laughs> like the football is just kind of like. Also, it turns out that Andrew Luck hurt himself snowboarding, not playing football, which is wild. Really? I don't know. That was a whole thing. Oh wow. I, don't know, I read that somewhere. That's crazy. But uh, yeah. Anybody afraid of the Colts Ooh. in New England? Nope. The Colts coming off of a short week, playing into overtime. <laughs> nope. Did the Colts play at four o'clock? Um, yeah. Is that a four o'clock game? That was not a four o'clock game. That what do you mean the uh the oh the game Sunday? Yeah. Did the Colts play a four o'clock game? I think they did. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. I think they did. Let me look at that. Who do they play? No, no, they 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 played a one o'clock. Oh, game. the one o'clock game. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, okay, they played a one o'clock. That's mm-hmm. a little, bit, but yeah, no. The Colts coming off also a Thursday, gone the road into New England without mm-hmm. any of their good players, coming off of an overtime game. Yep. Eh, I I who who anybody got any fear of the Colts? Anybody? No. Anybody? Mm-hmm. Anybody gonna come out here and speak in in support of the Colts? <laughs> no, not I. No. Am not I, gonna, I am I gonna be making the uh? Am I going to be making the compilation of us talking crap about the Colts next week? Maybe. Uh, when they smack the Patriots? <laughs> well, you know what they say. For some Any ex- given Sunday for, or any given night. For, for some inexplicable reason. Yeah, that's basically it. All right. Any, any, any go, positive Colts takes. Going once. Going positive? twice. I mean, going the tight end, that's it. 
All what? right, got nothing. All right, nobody's got a That's it. Big Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle guy. Right, oh, exactly. Big, oh, you are. There you go. There's a positive take. I didn't expect that. That's those are the only big, two. That's it. I mean, I kind of wanted the Patriots to sign Eric Ebron just because I'd rather them give him Dwayne Allen's money, but oh well. Okay. Um, Darius Leonard, I wish, was playing. So that way he could do really well. Then mm-hmm. I could come here on Wednesday and rub it in everybody's face that the Patriots didn't draft Darius Leonard. Okay. And be like, wow, they couldn't draft him, but you drafted a running back. Yep. And and Duke Dawson mm-hmm. was not playing. Yep. And you traded out of the second round to get fifths that you used to draft linebackers who also aren't playing. Oh. I would be I would be very irate. I will be very irate. Now I am in irate. the past five years, do you think that Belichick has done well in the draft? No, terrible. We've talked about this a million times. I don't want to go out on this pipeline right now, but yes, he's done terribly. <laughs> but <laughs> I've talked about that. I've done full. I've written like articles. I've done full segments. I've done like long Twitter threads about this. Yes, been very bad at drafting. But oh my goodness. But um, yeah, they, they, uh, they don't have any of the good players. Wow. They don't have their own line. They didn't have a line to begin with. Wow. I have Quinton. Jim Irsay still owns that team. Yep, he just does. Jim Irsay. And he sucks as, a, as an owner. Jim Irsay, uh, Frank Reich. You know, it's kind of sad because if Josh McDaniels was coaching the team, this would be the second time in like three weeks that they. If Josh McDaniels was coaching this team, the Patriots would have played Belichick guys mm-hmm. three out of the first five games. Yep. If Josh McDaniels was coaching the team. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Done that for a minute. Who did the Patriots even play week two? I can't remember. Wow. Who did they play week two? Week two? The- uh, they played the Jack. Was it the Jaguars? Or oh the, yeah, uh, right. Yeah, they got oh yeah, the, yeah. They played the Jaguars. Got brutalized by the Jaguars. Yeah, right. I forgot about that. I watched the game in an airport. Anyway, yeah. So uh, Josh McDaniels not with the Colts. I uh, don't think he's upset about that. No, he's not. I don't think he's feeling too bad about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, all right, final scores. Jordan, what do you got? Uh, Patriots. Uh, by the way, I'm pretty thir- sure thirty-one seven. Is it a mercy rule in, in football? Uh, no. Only that you gotta take your helmets off if it rains. <laughs> uh, well, well, uh, I. Which might affect it. tackling. It's 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 gonna be like in the forties. See, I. No, without Gronk trying to work Edelman back, I don't think they're gonna drop forty. In the forties, no. I'm gonna go. Twenty-seven, fourteen. Twenty-seven, fourteen. It'll be a closest game. I think the Patriots are gonna try to run the ball a lot. On a short week, these Thursday night games always very lower scoring. Yeah, mm-hmm. they get they get trying to run the ball. They get try to get Edelman involved, throwing some short little routes. Like, ooh, you ooh, know you that you know that the league the the league the, the league scoring has picked up a little bit there. It know? has, but it's just the Patriots without Gronk, just trying to still get Sony involved, just trying to try to get Edelman involved. And the Colts, I don't know where they're going to get those four. What's, what's the Colts' defense against the run? <laughs> I don't know, but probably not good. Exactly, but. Yeah, 27-14. That's what we're going to call. Well, call. Good call. Logging it in. Mm. Locked in. Locked. Locked. Lock it in. Yeah, God, I, uh, any, any of the Colts takes I have. Um, I don't like the Colts. Um, any, like, Deflategate-related resentments? <laughs> um, anything? They still lost that game terribly. Yep. Okay, yep. Regardless. Okay. Uh, Jonas Gray had his big game against the Colts, didn't he? I don't even remember. I don't remember mm. Jonas Gray. <laughs> Pretty sure he had his bi- his, bi- his big game against the Colts. By the way, it was bigger than Sony Michelle's one big game so far. Of course. Just a fast FYI. Mm-hmm. And Jonas Gray was undrafted, not a first rounder. Um, 
So I hope Sony Michelle bought an alarm clock. Mm. And those are all my takes on week five. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to just go over the NFL. We're a month in. We all got some thoughts. We're going to go and dive in, talk about it a little bit. And we'll see uh, then. Stay tuned for some Can you tell if the surfaces in this kitchen are crawling with bacteria that could cause chronic arthritis? Listen. Can't, can you? You can't see it either. Wash surfaces, utensils, and hands frequently with soapy water while preparing food, especially when handling raw meats or eggs. Raw food may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year, and roughly 3,000 will die. But you can keep your family safer by cleaning with soap and water as you go. Learn more about this and other important information. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. That's foodsafety.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Terry Nunn of Berlin for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Your lifestyle is your business, but when you drink, you become everybody's business. So be responsible, choose a designated driver. Please don't drink and drive. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. What? Right here in the back. Where? Over by the fence. You? The bike? Yeah, the bike. Right in the grass where the kids left me a while ago. You know how lonely it is being left day after day, not being able to cruise the reservation? Pardon me? Remember when you got me for the kids? You told them, no, you kids go have fun, enjoy the outdoors, and be careful. Mm, yeah? I really miss it, especially when they put that playing card in my spokes, and I made a really cool sound the faster we went. Um... Well, could you get my tires a little air, dust off my seat, and remind the kids how fun I still am? Okay. <coughs> oh, you are dusty. Yeah, and I may need a couple of bolts tightened, too. Now let's go. As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas. Get involved. Get going at letsmove.gov slash Indian Country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Yo, what's up? This is the Black Eyed Peas. And we're here for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Music is one of the most important things in our lives, but nothing is more important than life itself. So when you drink and drive, you're risking the life of yourself and the lives of everybody on the road. Don't plan to drive, just plan ahead. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. 
volunteer to read to children. Make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. This just in, breaking news at Rhode Island College. There's no parking anywhere. This message brought to you by the fine folks at WXIN. WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley here. Jordan Moment. Elo. Right here to my right. We've been talking NFL. NFL last segment. Talking a little bit of uh, Red Sox in previews. A couple of seconds. A little bit of 2K chat going on. But now, we'll move on. Preview the Patriots game. We all agree that there's not a lot to talk about with the Colts. The Patriots going to somehow lose. It could be super close. But we're going to move past that. And we're going to dive into a NFL quarterly report that's what i'll call it Ooh. little nfl quarterly report here Ooh. and just kind of open open up the floor a little bit here and just what surprised you guys what's been you know who's been your disappointments who have been the yeah like what has surprised you so far in the sample season we'll start with you jordan what's been your biggest surprise oh uh, what's the uh what's the over under on which week uh oakland fans turn on john gruden has it not already happened no, it hasn't yet. But is that a surprise to you at all, though, that the Raiders are failing miserably? Well. <laughs> are you surprised? I'm not surprised. It makes sense. But it's like, damn. Like, But they were a better team last season. It's like, yeah. you really, yeah, you, like, you really trade, ruined well, that team. That's what happens when you, yeah. Usually when you <laughs> trade away your best player and do nothing to make you just make your team overall older in the offseason, usually you don't. Like, he really, he genuinely ruined the team. Like, objectively like, oh, man, ruined it. better get it. rid of Crabtree because he's old. Oh, look, Jordy Nelson. P- yes, please. Mm. Said John Gruden to Jordy Nelson. Yep. Who, mind you, had like a hundred something yard first quarter. So what do I know? But it might actually lead the league in receiving yards right now for all I know. But yeah, that doesn't surprise me. What's it something that surprised you though, Jordan? Positive, negative, you know? Just... Uh, I'll say definitely the Bears. You see, I'm not that surprised by the Bears because I like the Bears off season. I don't. Yeah, the Bears off season wasn't so bad. The Bears had a great off season. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah it's just, it all like. Yeah, for... but I, I didn't expect it at all come together this fast mm-hmm. i knew they had the pieces last year right. i didn't i didn't think like khalil mack was like all they really needed well, for them to get all they needed though i mean they, well, they had the pieces over. they added yeah. roquan smith yeah they yeah. fortified the defense they right. brought back kyle fuller mm-hmm. and then yeah. most importantly they added a ton of weapons mm-hmm. alan robinson taylor gabriel anthony miller mm-hmm. trey burton then probably even more importantly they got rid of john fox yeah, yep. who I guess I uh, finally probably admitted isn't thing. a good yep. coach after like years and years of being like, ah, John Fox might be a good coach, not a good coach. And they got somebody who's actually like, hey, Mitch Trubisky, you want to play in an offense that's suited for like twenty mm, first century? <laughs> and you know it's working out. And, and still, everything with that team hinges on just Trubisky doing good, right? Not yeah. doing great, just doing good. Because like I said, it's, it's trite to say it, but they they had the same type of offseason that the Rams had last year. 
Mm-hmm. And so they have the same... So they have the chance to have similar results, but like that, it just hinges on Trubisky playing well. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to play phenomenally. They can scheme it up to kind of hide him a little bit, but he does play well. And you, I mean, God, against the Buccaneers, like everybody who's played the Buccaneers, right. he was like, look at all these passing yards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, Mitch Trubisky has a six touchdown pass game to his name. Mm. Weird. But yeah, so I don't know. The Bears haven't really surprised me. But uh, Elo, what's been your biggest surprise? My biggest surprise is, and I don't like these punks because they reside in the same division oh. as my team, oh. the Steelers. Oh, yeah, the decline of the Steelers. The decline of the Steelers. TBH, the thing, the thing is, it re- is it really a TBH, decline? not a surprise either. It, it's, the, the thing is, is that... Like, um, wow, Mike Tomlin finally fully lost control of his locker room? <laughs> well, I After don't th- years of teetering on it? No, I don't think he lost complete control. Oh, he's control. lost control. That Antonio Brown wasn't showing up to practice because he was mad. I understand that he was mad, but His the players thing is, are chirping each other on Twitter. The thing is, is yeah, that they are chirping. In, in um in past seasons, the offense was able to basically hide the deficiencies of the defense. Yeah, now Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger can't be the, can't can't be a quarterback anymore. Yeah, he needs a quarterback when he wants to. Now it's up to the receivers to hide the deficiency of the quarterback, and then. The deep people are like Ben's putting up numbers. I'm like, he yeah, asked Antonio Brown and like Juju Smith-Schuster just like lay it out to make these ridiculous catches just to give him numbers. Right. And then meanwhile he's just missing wide open guys like he's Jay Cutler. Exactly. He looks so bad against the Ravens. Yeah, he did. He looks he looked, so he looked atrocious. He he bad really in that. That's probably the worst I've ever and seen. You know Ben is yeah. leading the league in passing yards. Well, well, when he threw them uh, those what five five interceptions against the Jaguars last last season. Yeah. I yeah. mean, oh yeah, and he said he didn't have it anymore. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You were right, Big Ben. So, <laughs> and he's still back. I, like, is, is is Ben Roethlisberger gonna come back next year? No, I, I he can't. He How is he gonna come back? How does he come back? I think he will come back. To what? Well, they, they complain if they draft a QB. Be like, I, I don't get why they're at. I, I, I don't care why they're adding QBs. They, I think he will come back. Or. How old is Ben Roethlisberger? Like thirty six. Yeah, to be yeah. Roethlisberger thirty seven. Like, yeah. well, imagine that Roethlisberger would retire before Brady. Probably should. Yeah, because he's taking a lot of beating. <laughs> but yeah, like he's just like he's. he's ha- at least, look good. at least I, at least I still, I still trust Tom Brady with the football. I do not trust Ben Roethlisberger with the football. No, neither. that's why I get annoyed. Like every time he makes like one like good play, like he gets at the end of that Tampa Bay game. Mm-hmm. And by the way, they didn't yeah. score once in the second half, but he like rolled out at one point, like broke a tackle, made a pass. I was like, oh god. People are gonna talk up Big Ben. Like yeah. Pretend that he's still elite. Yeah. And it's just, just annoying, just annoying. And yeah, yes. I don't, like. I can't be that surprised that the Steelers aren't doing well. The like, thing is, is that the fact that they continuously try to basically not sign El Bell to a long-term contract yeah, they and keep putting their their franchise tag on them. I mean, that's. That that alone has basically. I mean, yeah. Le- I mean Le'Veon Bell, he's gonna come out like the right side of this. Oh, of course so, like, he will. <laughs> well, he said he's coming back week. He's nine. coming. Back, no, week seven. <laughs> he said. Well, he's not gonna play like week eight, wait, week nine. Yeah. Well, he was supposed originally. He was yeah. supposed to come back. Yeah. Week so 10. Show, he's coming back. He made it. He made his decision when he's coming back. So he's coming back in so, week I mean, seven. They're getting him. So they're then, gonna get him. Give it, get F, him at full strength. Then he's gonna f off and go play for like. But aren't they supposed to the like basically uh, be taking and um, taking um, uh, trades, trade deals? They they open they open themselves up to it, but it's hard to trade him. Like who's gonna trade for him? A lot well, of people. The, will. the Colts are interested. <laughs> what if, okay, but wh- why would the Colts trade for Le'Veon Bell? Make, 
Why do they need half Why a year? Day? Jake, Why do they need I, half a year of Le'Veon Bell? Jake, we we talked about this yes. before. The Wait, logic well, no, does not no, apply no, to NFL no, trades. No, exactly. Why, if you're the Colts, you're gonna give up something for Le'Veon Bell? He's not gonna save your season. He doesn't all. have to. He does, but he's not going to. So just wait till the offseason and throw the money at him. Unless you're renting him, him in even... camp right now, so that he can basically get uh, familiar with the um, with the playbook. Because there's no point. Bring him in in the offseason. Let him do it. Not. It's not worth assets for that. <laughs> Half the season of Le'Veon Bell is better than not, not having Le'Veon Bell. Exactly. Do anything. He can come on. Let's do run the of football. Course he run the football. Go out and catch You're it. Better off keeping that, keeping that pick, and then drafting a player than getting Le'Veon Bell anyway. You have you have a a, a, a competent quarterback yeah. in um, in in luck. So why not? Because they're not. It's not gonna make a difference. The Colts aren't <laughs> making the playoffs with or without Le'Veon Bell. It's still early in the season. It's only one quarter. To tell you they're not going to make it. I'm telling you right now, the Colts are going to. We just did a, We just tried for five minutes to think of positive things to say about the Colts, and none of us could. But still. I had Le'Veon Bell. Add Le'Veon Bell. That's a positive. <laughs> Come on now. I had Le'Veon. Yeah. I, would, I might have said a few things. <laughs> no, I did. No, the Colts with Le'Veon Bell not making the playoffs. <laughs> I will absolutely say that. It's hard to trade him because, plus, if your team's trading, you better show up. Like you might be like, I don't want to play for this What do you mean team. he won't show up? Maybe like, I don't want to play for this you, team. I think he wants to be anywhere he but Pittsburgh. He wants to be anywhere but Just Pittsburgh. Just going to wait for the offseason. <laughs> you as a general, general manager, I I'd be smart. You. I'm not trading for I players you. that I can sign. Because I would have to intervene. What are you talking I'm about? I'm not going to trade for players I can sign in three months. I don't care. Trade for the dude. If your owner says he wants him, you got to go get him. Then That's I say, no, Jim Irsay, put your pills away. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jim Irsay. Oh my God! You let Ryan Grigson run this team for oh. like five years. I'm not listening to you. <laughs> Jim Irsay. Yeah, I'm taking taking personnel advice from oh Jim Irsay. Oh well, who owns okay. the team? I don't care. I'll quit. I'm not listening to Jim well, Irsay. Quit all you want, damn. He's gonna go get. I'll manage the hell out of the Colts. Come on. I'd be serious? like, yo, let's just sign Le'Veon Bell in like months. You can throw money at it. Hey, Jim, how about this? We'll let you pay him at like a strip club and you can take a ton of pills and you can literally throw the contract at it. Everybody will say you're really cool. And then Jim will be on board with that. I'd be like, oh, I like that idea. I can okay. see if they didn't have, if their cap space was like really, you know, that they can't sign the guy. Okay, but they can but they, sign the guy. That's what I'm saying. So they don't need to get him in and like convince him to resign. And then they don't, you don't even know if you're going to be able to resign him. Why not? Because you don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to play for the Colts. How do you know? How do you know he does? Fear the he Colts. He wants to be out of Pittsburgh. I know. He will take But there are anything. 31 other teams that aren't Pittsburgh. Exactly. Okay, so there's 31 other teams that could potentially trade for him. I right. know. I'm just saying if you trade for him, <laughs> if, unless you like it's like a sign and trade and you know you're getting him, like it's just it's not worth it to any team unless you're trying to make like, a playoff push and like he's like the missing piece. All right. If you're like scenario. Yes. If the Raiders, if, if John Gruden says, okay. I need this guy on my on my team. I need a two, uh, a two headed uh, monster. He got um he got a uh, beast mode in. in That's sick. That'll be a L sick Bell running game. Back Are you saying that this wouldn't make up for the the kill uh, the Khalil Mack um trade? Yeah, there ain't nothing making up for that. <laughs> yeah, no, <nah. laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, no, it's hell. not. Okay, like okay. Here here's a general rule of thumb uh -huh. for managing any sports team in any sport. If you're a bad team and you're definitely not making the playoffs, rentals are not a good are not a good decision. Don't make rentals if you're bad. It's not worth it. Okay. Not gonna help. Le'Veon Bell. Not gonna save the Colts. Not gonna save the Colts. 
They not. They don't make the playoffs. Of, they do not make the playoffs of the back of Le'Veon Bell. And they don't. They don't. I don't know why there's so many running back arguments on this show, but they're not making the playoffs off the back of Le'Veon Bell. All right? They're All not. Right. Okay. Anyway, back to things that are surprising from this season, <laughs> yeah. which both of you have said things that haven't surprised me. Okay. okay. What things were surprising to you? Yeah, well, you know what? The fact that Pat Mahomes isn't bad. Uh, the fact that Andy Reid like, said, the fact that an NFL team said, hey, we're going to sit this guy and develop him for a year, A, actually did it. Right, a, yeah. actually didn't start did. the guy in, in like week four. Like, all these teams do every single time. They did what um, the Cincinnati Bengals did with uh, Carson Palmer. Sure, yeah. And then, and now he's out, and he's good. Yeah. <laughs> and. Yeah, they, uh, the Chiefs are. Just surprised. We're the, working out. Uh, Chiefs now, are crazy. No, it, Andy Reid's going to inevitably, like, mismanage a game in the fourth quarter, and it's going to come nope. crashing down. But No, nope, he won't. They're up by 20. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, if they're out there, but I mean, listen, I got like I was really impressed with him on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that they actually managed to win like a tight game is like really important to see. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Just because you know, like sometimes like you just don't like, or you can have like a Cam Newton situation when the guy's just a front runner. Yeah, but like maybe he's not, so that's good to see. And then, yeah, like I just I well, I, I just like I mean like I mean honestly like who like. I think they're. I mean, their defense is just, just terrible. They were gonna trade for Earl Thomas. Mm. Oh, forget that. Yeah, forget that. You could have had him. I found out the other day that Eric Berry isn't playing. Yeah, he's he's. Which I was like, oh, because he has like a a growth on his Achilles. That's like unorthodox. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that'll do it. I mean, you know, they traded Marcus Peters for some reason. Who's also an Alhart? Mm. Like Justin Houston just isn't getting it done anymore. Yes, he is. Justin Houston's like thirty five. Is Houston still was half a sack away from Yeah, the, uh, the Justin uh, Houston record. and D Ford. Yeah, D Ford like the defense is not getting it done in Houston. In Houston since Kansas City is the well, word. Actually, would... no no defense is getting it done. Yeah, yeah. honestly though, yeah, defense is down across, but they've been terrible. Well look what except, they did. They, they the, the defense for crying out loud. Come on now. <laughs> Except the Bears, <laughs> the bear, the Bears stole all the defense in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. They got it. They got it all. Yeah. They got all the defending. No, oh my God. Yeah. So like, it's like I said, you know, if you're a young child and you want to play a defensive position, yeah, don't bother. It's move to Chicago. Yeah. Move. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. So just, I mean, like the fact, of, like I don't know, that Andy Reid said, "Hey, I'm going to develop this kid," and and then it worked. I don't know. You don't know. I feel like you don't wow. see that. I feel like you don't see, feel like you don't see that. So, so <laughs> he, he now, did it. By, he did it by now, the book. How many teams now are wishing that they had taken uh, P. Homie? I mean, if you need a quarterback, probably you. Yeah. If you're a team that needs a quarterback, and you're like, oh, we could have had a quarterback, and now you don't have it. Like, if you're the Dolphins. Yeah. Probably where you go taking Pat Mahomes. Well, were they in the um? Were they? Uh, no, but they should have been. They could have traded up. I don't remember where the Dolphins picked last year. Probably no, they picked like the twenties though because they had, because they had been in the playoffs. But the the Chiefs traded up, mm-hmm. and then you know that panned out for everybody involved. Yep. Now Chicago was going rats. We should have had that dude. Nah, no, it's fine. They got they got they got big Mitch. <laughs> He's like, oh, please. I think uh, I think uh, Mitch is basically like a one trick pony. They got Mitch for a second overall. Skippy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what's that's he a, doing? That's a snappy nickname. Um, I mean, the, I mean, he just threw six touchdowns. So <laughs> he just who did he do it against? The Buccaneers. Thank you, just, Ryan Fitzmagic. Who still who still have 
Oh god, who's playing corner for the Buccaneers? Oh god, who is it? The Dolphins for years. Ugh. Come on, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's on the tip of my tongue. Who played corner for? Let's see. Oh god, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, let's see. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Brett Grimes. Brett Grimes. Jesus Christ, I remember Brent Grimes for a second. But yeah, so uh. That's been fun. Mm-hmm. Also, the Saints defense just sucks. Yeah. Like the well, Saints, they don't need a they don't the need Saints, a defense. Yeah, they're still three and one tomorrow. Yeah, the Saints exactly. are like my Super Bowl favorite. Well, one of my Super Bowl favorites. And Drew Brees is gonna throw another fifty five hundred yards somehow. Exactly. <laughs> they're all run for like three K combined. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah exactly. and I'm gonna be like, yeah, okay. And then Michael <laughs> Thomas is gonna catch for another two grand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Alvin Kamara is gonna be like, "All right, I got the rest of this." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So. And then people are still like, "Gotta get Mark Ingram in fantasy." Mm-hmm. For some reason, is a thing some people believe is a thing that they should do, uh, which is silly. Hey. But yeah, so the Saints. Yeah, the Saints were fine. Mm-hmm. In all great. regards. Ravens also working. Yeah, somehow that's that's so, rare. Somehow, that's somehow, rare to see. Somehow their plan of like let's just bring in a bunch of random receivers. It's like 2010 all over again. Bills being bad, not surprising. Of course, please. not. How do you feel about your boy Josh Allen? Pretty great. <laughs> he had a pretty good game a couple weeks ago, and I was like, yeah. yeah. God, might have to go in. You, 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 you could see he it now. Looked, I might mean, have to go into hiding for a little bit, but then nope, nope, nope. Right back to being who I thought he was. The the New York Jets just look like. They had no idea what they were doing. I'll talk about the Jets. The same Darnold could do whatever he wants. I don't have a vested interest in the failure oh of the Sam Oh, my goodness. Ugh. I have a vested personal Todd interest. Bowles, his job's on the line with, with this team. Yeah, I'm starting to think. Yeah, I'm starting to think. Sorry, man. Todd Bowles. Ugh. Like last was year, atrocious. I was like, listen, they can't file Todd Bowles because they're just tanking right now. <laughs> and now exactly. I'm like, ah, maybe they can fire Todd Bowles. Oh, man. Ugh. And then, you know, Cardinals are just as bad as I thought they were going to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What happened to the Cardinals? The, 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 the roster atrophy. The roster was old already. Jeez. The roster was built with the idea of being old like three years ago. Why in the world did they just get rid of those guys? Why in the world did they sign Sam Bradford for twenty million? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that. Oh yeah, like playing in Minnesota. Then then like we're never gonna that. stop talking about that. Like the fact that they just uh. went out and signed <laughs> Sam, and then let the honey badger walk. They let him walk. That's what I'm saying. They, they need let that him money walk. to sign Sam Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Great moves there. Boy, these general managers, they just know what to do, huh? I got to bring in Sam Bradford for $20 million. You got to get a hold of that. Got to get that on your roster. Got to get a young QB to develop. Yeah. (laughs) A young 28-year-old QB. I think Sam Bradford's older than 28, son. Sam (laughs) Bradford's drafted in 2010. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, he was. Young 30-year-old QB. Older than 30, I think. How old Mm. is Sam Bradford? 30, exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, God, Sam Bradford. Yeah. Sam Bradford, still so funny looking. Yes, <laughs> still so funny looking. Drafted in 2010, and four teams and three teams in the last three years. Ugh. Yep. Sam Bradford it is horrible. Hard rip. Yeah. Hard rip to that career. Mm. Although not a hard rip because he has so much money. Yeah, he yeah. has. Sam Bradford He's is the richest man in the world. A mm-hmm. stupid amount. Like, what is Sam Bradford's career earning? Well, he was the last probably like overall yeah. three three hundred, yeah, three hundred million, four hundred million. Yeah, like Sam Bradford <laughs> has earned a hundred and twenty nine million dollars in his career. Wow, uh, 
Is that even counting the Cardinals? Yes. Is it? I don't know if it is. Yes. Because remember yeah. now, yeah. when he got traded, they oh, took on his armies. The, the, the Cardinals gave him an, have a team option for another $20 million. They're like, oh, guess we really want to pick it up in year two. Mm-hmm. And guess like, wow, year one Sam Bradford was real good. We got to get this again at the yeah. same terms. They gave him a two-year $40 million deal. Yep. Exactly. I mean, effectively. Oh, like, my God. Dude, just man. to go like, ah, maybe we should just go with Josh <laughs> what? Rosen. What? Maybe yeah. we should just go with Josh exactly. Rosen. My man, Josh Rosen. Are they, are they, maybe yeah. they're developing Josh Rosen for, for a, a year. Two, yeah. two things. Was good. yeah, they gave up on that, though, because they started him last week. Man. They got three games out of Sam. They got like two and a half games out of Sam Bradford. Like, all and right. He was completely awful. Well, we got a return on our investment. Mm. <laughs> We got a return on our twenty million. Yeah. Time to yeah. time to get him out of here. Ugh, man. Time to save our investment. Jeez. Time to preserve. That's horrible. It's time to preserve the future. Man. Of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. So. We're we going to talk about things that I'm not surprised by. So far, we talked about a lot of surprises. And stuff that didn't surprise me, but. The Browns almost, the almost. Browns. That's okay. They could have been three and zero right now. They could have been. They kicker. Well, well within the realm the of kicker. possibility. Ugh. Yeah, I mean they could be. But anyway, it's a special time of day again. <laughs> I bet you all do. You've been listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on ninety point seven WXIN. We'll be back next week, four to six p.m. Six days removed from Thursday night football. Red mm. Sox will be in the midst of the playoffs. You have to come in here. What I have to say about that? Oh yeah. Be exciting times all around. Indeed. And I'll be back here once again. 90.7 WXIN, 4 6 p.m. See you all next week. Have a good week. Bye-bye.